Two moms, two marketers, two women new to the financial industry. They have a lot of questions. That's why they're bringing in financial experts to educate all of us here on A Penny or Two for Your Thoughts. Hey, everyone. It's Chantal Liz with Central's Federal Credit Union. And welcome back to another episode of A Penny or Two for Your Thoughts podcast. Did you? You almost forgot I know. the name of our I know. podcast. I know. And we're in what, like 14, 15 episodes? I'm trying to like slow roll it, you know? Oh, like, hey, you're going to slow it down. Uh, hey, everybody. Yeah, that's, that's where I was going to Oh, okay. You know who else is still slower? Slower. Rolling. Folks, I swear she's only had water to drink this morning. <laughs> No, I'm serious. Mother Nature. She is on a path of destruction and I'm over her. Same. I think we need to take her out for lunch or buy her <laughs> nice jewelry or something because she's having a heyday this, I know. this month. I know. I mean, we are we are in April. No, we're not. Well, I mean, this is going to go live in yeah. April, but we're technically not living April yet. I was trying to fool our listeners. Oh, <laughs> So, so it's we're April. Almost... <laughs> so April Fools, we... huh? It's Got April you. Fool's Day, everyone. April Fools. Oh man, yeah. So it's it's April. Let's just say it's April. Okay, okay. it's just April. What are we doing? But in you April? know what? What if it's really nice in April and we just totally made no sense to oh. our listeners? <laughs> What's new? <laughs> Fair. We are Fair. right on track today. <laughs> so you don't want me to say anything about National Pie Day or anything? Oh. Yeah. yeah. How did you celebrate National Pie Day on March 14th? <laughs> I don't know. I oh. suppose I talked about pies. Did you have to memorize that number, that 3.14, and then all the et cetera numbers after that? So school? you're just like me. You're just like 3.14 and you stop there. Well, yeah. like I stop at the, the, the four. Yes. I know some people that can rattle right. off all the numbers. Did it's you have creepy. to memorize it? I did a long time ago, but that was one of the things. I decided music lyrics mm. or that number. And Let's I went in. with music lyrics from the 90s. So I can, you know, what pretty would, much. What would we use 3.14, et cetera, et cetera, in marketing? I can't even tell you. Uh, I'm like asking for a friend. Yeah, I don't Make know. It up. <laughs> uh, you would use that number. Well, you probably use every single one of those numbers in some form of marketing because there's a lot of numbers in 3.14, et cetera, et cetera. You are spinning. I love it so much. Yeah. I'm like just sitting here you watching you. <laughs> okay, so spinning out of control. Then. What's your favorite type of pie? See, okay. I kind of prepped myself okay. for this question oh. because I was like, you know, if we do happen to talk about what we loved on national yes. past tense, because yes. it's past uh-huh. tense, summertime, I'm a key lime girl. I love key oh. lime pie. But like in the winter, I want maybe like a chocolate peanut butter or something. Oh, so there's differences here. Yeah. So oh, like I key like, lime like is super is light. Going. Yeah. Really, I mean, I could eat, if somebody offered me key lime on December 6th. Would you eat it? I would totally eat it. Okay. It That's just, fair. there's a different flavor. Yeah. In July. I like that. I like that a lot. How about you? What, what's your lemon meringue? Oh, that's good. But now that you're saying this whole like seasonal thing, yeah. Lemon meringue would just yeah, taste different. Really. Like if you offered that at like the holidays, I mean, it, it's not I bad. Have some of some people turn away and say, "I don't want to come to your house for Thanksgiving or Christmas," right? Because you're not you're not serving the right pie. I'm gonna offer lemon meringue pie. Do it. I'm going to make holidays. a key. I'll make a key. You know what? <laughs> Let's do this. Let's. It's for science. 
Yes. You make a lemon meringue for Thanksgiving and I will make key lime and we'll okay. see what happens. All we'll right. We'll see what riffs we start. Yes. Because there's no it. pumpkin. Pumpkin is retired. No. Pumpkin I'm... wants a year off. <laughs> Talking about riffs. I think you got a good riff coming up here. We do. Um, so it's April and you know what <laughs> April is? April is Youth Savings Month and Financial Literacy Month, two awesome things in one month. And our guest today has helped roll out some really great financial education tools at Centris Federal Credit Union. She's been with Centris for 20 years and in the credit union industry for almost 27. She is very well known in the Omaha community, so listeners, you may know her, and has volunteered for nonprofits since she was a teenager, which was like just yesterday. She currently serves, well... Yeah, I mean, 27 yesterday. Close enough. <laughs> she currently serves on the board of two nonprofit organizations and is a Rotarian. Please welcome to the show our wonderful vice president of community relations, Don Gonzalez. Hi, Don. Hi, guys. Welcome. Okay, first Thanks question. Thanks for having me. What's your pie? Oh, I'm a key lime girl too, oh. but I like caramel apple. Oh, yes. That's and a good one. I don't know if this counts for pie, but. Cheesecake Factory. Mm. I mean, they they put it in a pie shape, right? Yeah, that's yeah, true. They cut it into yeah. a pie shape. Uh, the they probably use a pie. pie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Peanut butter and chocolate sounds good together. Yeah, absolutely. Why do we do these podcasts right before lunch? <laughs> I know. I was just thinking, like, it's my snack time. I know. We didn't schedule this very well. And we're warning to pie. all listeners: should you hear Liz's stomach growl? Yeah. Shortly it's, thereafter, you'll hear Chantel's. It's all part our of our stomachs show. talk. <laughs> While we banter up here, they're bantering below the mic. <laughs> Don, you're here. You're on the podcast with, with us. Thank you so much for, for, for coming. And that intro, you are so involved in the community. Obviously, your title, Community Relations, but you wear a lot of different hats. I mean, from community relations to sponsorships to financial literacy. And that's really what we're here today to talk about. So thank you so much. And we're just, we're excited to have you here because again, as, as Liz said, it is Youth Savings Month and National Financial Literacy Month. And, and it's, we talk about this on the show so much, how important it is for people to understand, you know, what that really means. So we're just going to jump in. Sound okay? Sounds great. All right. Awesome. All right. From the ground up, here we go. What is the difference between financial literacy, financial education, and financial capability, are they the same? I hear a lot of those terms kind of thrown around. So if you could give our listeners kind of an explanation of what all that means. Yeah, I think kind of in a nutshell, I like to think of financial education as the process of learning. Mm -hmm. So if you think about somebody who's learning to read, um, you're really not literate until you are reading those words and you're not even thinking about it. So financial education is the process of learning about financial concepts and strategies. Um, it's a curriculum in our schools. It's financial project products, learning how to budget, save and manage debt. And then financial literacy is the ability to understand financial concepts, use them in an informed um, financial decisions, not thinking about, um, you know, how do I do this? Or how do I think about reading? How do I sound this out? You <laughs> right, just do right. it. Like you just, you, it just flows. That would be financial literate financial literacy. Um, you know what you're doing uh, when it comes to your money and potentially others. And then there's financial capability. And that's the combination of literacy and education. And it's that confidence 
in being able to make those financial decisions um, for our personal needs. It's also the means and the willingness to put that financial education into action. You're good. Because you can have those, but if you're not capable, right, right, then you are potentially failing. One of those is going to fall apart. Yeah. Yep. And if you didn't have somebody supporting you along the way, giving you that education, again, it's all all combined, right? right? Yep. Why do you think, I think, well, I think this was one thing that we really found interesting when we came to the credit union space is that there is such an incredible focus mm-hmm. on financial education, financial literacy and capability. Why do you think that is uh, so important to the credit union space specifically? I think that um, I see, in my perspective, I see credit unions and other financial institutions having that focus on uh, financial education. We know that in America, um, money is one of the greatest stressors of all kinds of things, whether it be a relationship, um, if you're not able to manage it, know where the money's coming from to pay those bills, that's causing stress. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and and stress has weird ways of affecting our lives. So I think that there's been a greater focus over the last several years to help people understand how to manage their money. Um, we've got a an incredible uh, debt crisis in America. People right. are not saving um, last statistics, I think I saw 65 to 70 some percent of Americans don't have a thousand dollars in their checking accounts or their savings accounts to pay for an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's great ways to get that emergency savings fund. It just takes a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of discipline to make it all happen. And maybe today we can talk a little bit about that. Very good. Yeah. Thank you. So as we're talking about why credit unions put so much focus on this, what do you see credit unions doing really well when it comes to financial literacy and that financial education? And at the end of the day, what makes them different than the other financial institutions that are doing the same thing? So I'd love to talk about Centris if I can. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Sure. I think some of the areas that we do really well in is our youth financial education, our Mad City Money. Um, we also have a great product that is free to anybody. You don't have to be a Centris member to use it. It sits right on our website. We call it our Financial Wellness Center because financial literacy, financial capability go hand in hand with being financially well. Um, and they're little modules. I think there's over 50 of them. And they are five to 10 minutes in length. And they give you enough information um, to just know something about a financial product, a financial concept. It gives you, um, it's not going to be like, you know, you're taking a, an hour long class um, and getting all the knowledge. It's enough to answer those basic questions so that then you can do deeper dives, whether it be you're doing your Google searches or um, you're talking to your personal banker or just more information, I think is, you know, knowledge right. is power. So right. I know and, I found it super helpful when yeah. I was like coming into the credit union space, yeah. just logging into that and looking at all the, the information that's out there. It was like six minutes, five minutes right. for yep. these. And I remember sharing those on my LinkedIn and people are like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this. This is so great. And it's like you said, it's free, but you really talked really quick about Mad City Money, but you need to talk a little bit more about that. You are like the queen of Mad City Money for mm-hmm. centuries. So tell the listeners really what Mad City Money is all about. So Mad City Money is basically a two hour um, simulated model. I like to call it our game of life on steroids. And it is for young adults, high schoolers through early college. Um, We've actually even run 
um, some high school financial education educators mm. through um, the course and it got rave reviews um, because it reminded those educators of, of just simple concepts that we can all put to use. Um, it is when I talk about the game of life, uh, these kids all get a persona. Um, so maybe today I'm a welder and you're a nurse and we have a salary and we have a spouse's or a partner's um, salary too. Everybody has a child. And through that two-hour process, we have to budget for diapers and daycare and food and clothing and housing and all the stuff, all the stuff that kids' parents um, are doing. And a lot of times kids take for granted. And within that two-hour time frame, they, they come into us um, I think being sometimes a little bit apprehensive about this experience and by the time they're done, they're laughing and they've had a great time. It takes about 15 um, centrist employees to put this experience on. Sometimes we pull volunteers from the community to, to help us out. Um, but our, our staff always has a great time. It's a great way for us to feel good about what we're doing from a, a financial education standpoint. Um, two hours and you walk away feeling like you've made a difference in the life of somebody. <laughs> and those um, students that have gone through that experience walk away having a better understanding about how budget works um, and realizing too about all of the things that their parent or guardian have have done for them throughout their life. I think that's probably the biggest takeaway for me. Absolutely. Kids walk away going, wow, adulting is hard mm -hmm. and I didn't realize how much my mom and dad did for me. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's really cool. Mm -hmm. We had the opportunity to help with that and one of them I don't know, last year sometime mm -hmm. and uh you were a used car sales i was a used car sales <laughs> i mean but it that was, was a lot of fun it was very it was just so fun to like act out that those roles mm -hmm. i think i was the daycare provider and you know it was so funny these kids come up and like yeah well i don't i don't really want this kid well you're you got this kid you're and we're at daycare right now so it was just that funny um like, this is your life now. Let's try to figure it out. So, you know, the best was a couple of kids. It's like, okay, what? That's your car. Now, what's the car for your spouse? And one of them was like, uh, they can walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they have this budget. And at the end of the scenario, and there's also credit union involved. So they're having to pay down credit card debt and student loan debt. And they're having to pay for insurance. And at the end of this whole scenario, they are supposed to have $100 in their account. So... They start with several thousand, just like we would on a, on a, you know, every other week basis with our, our paycheck. And we do all the things to make sure that we're managing our money. And that's where these kids are at. Um, it condensed into two hours is a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So you've talked about, you worked with middle school kids, high school kids, but really when is a good time? At what age is a good time to start talking to kids about financial education? So I think talking to children about financial education should start as soon as they are able to understand the concept of um, bartering, exchanging. Um, I think about my, my kids and preschoolers and if they're seeing something in the store, I want that. I want that. I hear <laughs> you that know, you know, all yeah, the time. Kind of Every time at Target. I was just going to say, she knows exactly so, when you walk in a Target. Yeah. She does. So it's a good opportunity to talk about that simple concept of needs and wants. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as they're old enough, you know, you put money into a, a I think about because I'm older and my children are older, but that gumball machine or purchasing mm -hmm. something and giving them choices, giving them um, the foundation for good savings habits, 
um, spending habits, using rewards for behavior. If you think about that simple concept with, with toddlers, especially if you're using a star chart, um, you're giving them stars and in return, they get a prize or whatever it is that you've set up in your household. That's really the beginnings of an economics lesson. If you think about it, Mm -hmm. because it's a given, it's an exchange. Yeah. You did something here and you're going to get something in return. So that's a great place to start and however you choose to do it. Um, but you can take it a step further. Centris has piggy banks. Um, anytime you open an, a, a savings account for a child, um, they will give you a piggy bank. You can also purchase them. I think they're $5 in our branches. And um, we don't make any money off of those. That $5 is um, shared throughout the state for additional financial education initiatives in the schools. Um, that that habit of establishing, whether it be allowance, that you're giving that child coins where they can put it in the piggy bank and then bring it into the branch. Um, there's prizes in our branches for putting a deposit into their savings accounts. Get that stuff established early. Yeah. And then continue to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I, you just made me have a flashback memory So I had a piggy bank when I was like three and I remember this piggy bank now and my little like sisters, twin sisters broke my piggy bank and I was like, oh, devastation. Yeah. I cut their bangs after that. (laughs) I just remember this. My mom is going to kill me, but I cut their bangs because I was so mad. And then I hid the hair under the bed. I know this has okay, nothing so, to do with financial education, but the piggy bank really sparked a memory. I'm going to say this to our producer. Cam, if I come in with bangs, that means I've upset Chantel. See, oh, boy. you got to start them early, but so man. I, yeah. I actually started laughing when you, you did the whole rewards chart thing. I literally just envisioned my Augie literally finding the stickers or whatever to put up on the rewards <laughs> chart and like putting them up there herself, like randomly. I deserve this <laughs> yeah. today. Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, you should see her in Target. She's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like we find things in the cart. <laughs> but you probably do a little bit of that. I mean, if you're doing sticker charts, what's her reward for doing whatever it is you asked her to do? Well, we don't do sticker charts because unfortunately the stickers that we do have in the house are stuck to everything else, <laughs> but any sort of chart. Um, speaking of that, I literally just found a sticker on the carpet in our living room this morning. I was like, what is this? Oh, it's a sticker. Cool. Um, no, but we, she has two piggy banks. One of them is from Centris cause she does have a little account at Centris. Um, and she loves to take her coins and put them in there. We've given her coins and a couple dollar bills just so that she gets the understanding of, of money and understands that she saves that. Um, most of it is sitting right now in the cup holder of her little lion fold out chair. Um, not in the piggy bank. Piggy banks, the bottoms are open and they're sitting empty on the table. <laughs> but either way, she understands that she needs to keep that safe. So in her mind, the cup holder is the safest spot. Yeah. Some people use under their mattress. Augie puts it in a cup holder. I think that's good. It's and good. And then she just kind of Yeah, and then she jingles it. Yeah? it. yeah, so she'll sit there and kick back in that chair and you just hear ching, ching, She's ching. Like, money, money, money. Right, yeah. All day long. She can and pay for said, toll roads if you ever have the Yeah, right. That's right? true. It's <laughs> true. She just once says she's gonna buy she's gonna buy us stuff at Target. So yeah. I hope she does that. I someday. <laughs> yes, someday. I hope she just buys all the things that she throws into the cart at Target. We all have different aged children. So Augie is going to be three. I know. I have a 15-year-old who just opened his first account. Okay. So has his first job. Your daughters are a little older than that. 
but it's just this, it changes so dramatically as mm-hmm. they grow, you know, but this lasts through their whole life. Right. I mean, so seeing, seeing Jace open up his, his first account and seeing his face when he got his first paycheck and, and, you know, wait, where's the rest of that money? Where, <laughs> right. Oh, taxes. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, having yeah. that conversation yep. is, is, you know, just part of that education that parents should take into consideration as they, as they get older. Well, and it's funny, like if we think about it, when we were raised, we actually got physical dollars. We got oh, yeah. physical money. And I don't know how, where the heck we found $2 bills um, but yeah. to give to Augie. But um, like this day and age, kids are using Venmo. They yeah. have their bank card or whatever. It's very, it's all digital and it's all mm-hmm. like, you don't carry. Yeah the cash. And it's just, it's a different concept. I mean, even as I've gotten older, I don't typically have cash in my wallet. It's just, I think we made a different age. Um, my girls are in their early twenties and when they were in middle school and high school, middle school, we were still doing cash. So, um, because they thought they were too young for a debit Mm -hmm. card. Yeah. And that many years ago, apps weren't that big of a yeah, deal. Right, <laughs> we were still right. on flip phones at right, the time. Right. So fast forward, um, high school, a little bit more progressive. Um, we did, uh, so rather than giving them their cash allowance, and they, they had chores to do. It wasn't just like a, here's some money to go spend. Yeah. But as they get into high school, they start driving. They're involved in activities. Um, schedules don't always line up. So maybe they're at school and until late at night because they're at practice for something and they're not going to make it home for a meal um, to make sure that they always got cash in their pocket for Jimmy John's or whatever that sandwich run is going to be. It was a lot easier to start them with their first checking account. So we set it up um, like a payday and we talked about what is the amount of money that our kids need on a weekly basis to get through all the things, the practices, the meal times, the, Certainly they could have been taking meals from home too, but they're doing that for lunch and then for dinner, um, just trying to mix it up a bit, thinking about all of the things that teenagers like to do, need to do, um, but also helping them understand how money works and how money management works. They get paid twice a week, just like we were getting paid twice a week, and they had a certain amount and they knew what they could spend it on and what they needed to be cautious about. Um, But, you know, there's... The movies, um, that additional run to the fast food place for whatever mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. of day, that's not necessarily going to come out of my pocket. Um, that's something that they needed to be mindful yeah. of, um, which helped, I think, establish good habits going forward. Um, we've stopped the weekly. <laughs> because <laughs> you yeah, have girls, yeah. but we're here to tell you that right. on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, life changes, they get jobs and they, they do well on their own. Um, but we're still having those conversations. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got a child that is um, 25 and getting married soon. Yikes. Um, <laughs> which is all great. But we're going through the budgeting process with that experience. Right. Oh, yeah. And what are the things that are important? Um, and she's meticulous about the spreadsheets. Good. <laughs> I, love that. I love that. And the youngest one, um, is, is doing the same thing too. Um, they're both doing well. And I think it's because we established some of those financial habits early on. Mm-hmm. Yep. But there's a lot of things that you can do too. Um, if you've got, um, middle schoolers or elementary school kids, um, some of my favorite activities when we have been in the schools is to do, um, talking about money, talking about needs and wants 
doing things like um, the old fashioned Pepsi challenge Mm -hmm. where you're blind taste testing store brands and the name brands, Mm -hmm. Um, looking at pricing and nutrition and taste and what's important. There's some great consumer skills that come out of activities like that, that get those kids thinking and help them be part of the process um, with the, the household funds. Right. I love it. So financial education really shouldn't stop. Like you said, when we turn 18, 19, I know your girls are older than that. As adults, what can we do to ensure we are staying informed on things like savings, rates, investments, even retirement? I mean, I know that's a ways away for all of us, but that's that's out there. It is a ways away for all of us when I think about retirement. However, um, I'm a big, big fan of pay yourself first. And um, my resources, it's the news. It could be TV. It could be magazines. It could be websites. It could be getting your online news. Find a, find a news outlet that is legitimate and, and pay attention to some of that stuff. Um, our Cent- Centrist Financial Wellness Center is a great place. This podcast is a good place. Um, if you're looking for deeper dives, Susie Armand and Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. are great yeah. resources. Yeah. They have online um, classes that you can take that are a little bit deeper dives into certain topics. Um, financial advisor is another good one. A lot of financial advisors will meet with you. Um, on a first time, no cost, figure out who your person is. Um, even if you have a retirement plan at your work, I still recommend that people have somebody outside of that space to run those ideas past. Um, there's a lot of different thoughts out there. Find your person, find that person that's going to help guide you to meet your goals and thinking about goals spend some time in that space. Think about what it is that you want to achieve when you're older and how you're going to get there. Um, for kids who are, if you have kids and like your son, who's got his first paycheck, I would be talking to him right now about how much he can put away into a savings account so that he can establish that first, set it and forget it. And don't think about it. If he can do that now, he's 15. Mm -hmm. He can do that now, even with the little percentage And he can continue to increase that percentage as he grows in his salary, as he grows in his experience. The difference between somebody who's in their 20s savings versus somebody who's in their 30s, 40s, 50s is night and day. Mm -hmm. There's that power of compounding interest. We won't go into all of that today because that could be another podcast. (laughs) Right, Right, exactly. But I think it's really important. You can have that serious conversation. I know that you have a great relationship with your son. You can have that conversation with him and talk about, yep, it, there are little things that you can do that are painless. Right. And by the time he is your age and older, he will be so much better off right. if he just starts putting a little bit away now. Did you hear that, Jace? <laughs> Listen to this podcast. Listen to your mother. Yeah. Well, didn't Jace, we just launched our yeah. Centrist Roundup program, which is actually a pretty cool, mm, it is. cool yeah. program because you just kind of set it and forget it kind of mentality where you just, every debit card purchase, it just rounds up to the next yeah. whole dollar and they take that from the checking account and put it right into yeah. whatever savings account you've opted into. It yeah. was so interesting because I didn't know if he was going to, how he was going to react to something like this. And he goes, yeah, sure. What? I mean, I don't think he really understood or was listening. Right. I mean, shocking. <laughs> um. But he started it March 2nd and two weeks later, three weeks later, he was already, you know, $7 that he didn't have in his savings, you know? So now he is spending money 
but he's making money and he's that's going straight to his savings account. And so he was really starting to see, he's like, wow, this is really cool. And I think what he also realized is that his financial institution, the one that he started with, they were looking out for him. You know, they're, yeah. they're doing things for him to help save. And again, another person in his life that's helping with financial education. So that's very cool. There was one thing that you said though, um, pay yourself first. Mm -hmm. Will you kind of just explain that to the listeners? Because we hear that a lot, but what does that really mean? Okay. So every pay period, you've got your money and it goes different directions. Maybe it, some of it goes for insurance. Some of it is maybe automatically withdrawn for your retirement. Maybe you're in a 401k, but what are you doing for yourself? So I like to equate this to what can I give up in a week or two weeks time frame? Some people, you need to break it down further. So maybe it's a weekly basis. Could I give up something or could I set aside something within my needs and wants $10 a week. Let's start with $10. So $10 over the course of a month, you're looking at $40 to $50, depending on, I guess, the length of the month, but on average, $40 um, a month. If I could set that aside, is that going to be painful to me? No, because I can spend $10 every week on something like a coffee or a burrito or whatever it happens to be. I could probably do without that. Um, pay myself first. I go in and talk to my banker hey, can you please take $10 this week and next week and the week after until I change that? Or maybe it's $20 a pay period, or maybe it's 50 or 100, depending on what that looks like for you and what you can afford to do. Talk to your banker. You know your budget, or if you don't know it, dig into some of our coursework yeah. online and figure out what that budget looks like. But then ask your banker to set up an automatic withdrawal and deposit into another account. So start that savings, pay yourself first, start that savings, get to a certain point. Maybe you set a goal of by the end of the year, I'm going to, if I start now, by the end of the year, I'm going to have $500 in my savings account. At $500, I'm going to make a decision. Do I invest that into the market potentially? Mm -hmm. Or do I put it into a certificate, which is a safer way, a more conservative way to save money? Maybe that's where I start and I continue to build. That's how you get to your emergency savings account. Um, for some people, they, they do it um, a lot more. If you and your spouse are both doing it, if you don't think about it and you go back and look several months later, wow, how did the money get there? Yep. I've been doing that for a long time. And I think about where that um, savings has built. That's where we've pulled our vacation funds. That's where we've pulled down payments for vehicles. That was painless. Oh, it's sitting right here. I mean, there's there's been a plan for it. It's savings. It's that's how you get to your six months of salary potentially. Yeah. There's just pay yourself first so that you're um, establishing that savings habit, which is so easy. Set it and forget it. Very good, right? Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Augie, I'm going to play this episode for you. Yeah, <laughs> that ten dollars that you're making mommy spend at Target yeah. <laughs> every week. Could take us to Disney. Could take us to Disney. <laughs> it could. You are lost. Target or Disney. It'd take a while to get but there. Yeah, but, but there's a, a Disney section in Yo, Target. Yes, so she yes. thinks she's yeah. going to Disney yeah. anyway. So we often hear about the three key components of financial literacy. What are those? And why is this concept so important to teach at an early age? So those three concepts, spending plan, budget, um, 
maybe some people call it that spending plan because it's a little bit more attainable budget can kind of Mm -hmm. sometimes be a scary term. Yep. Yep. The savings and then the fraud and theft um, prevention. So it's important to teach those concepts at an early age because the sooner you start practicing those concepts, then they will become a habit. Um, Again, we we talked about setting that money aside, investing early, investing every payday. Um, I think with more of our financial lives being online, that biggest component of all of that is knowing um, where that money is going. So from shopping to banking, shopping online, even for your groceries, you know, you can target app, Walmart, right. Amazon, Whole Foods, whatever. Um, There are fraudsters at every turn and it's making sure that we're doing everything that we can to prevent fraud from happening to us. Um, I saw something yesterday that, really kind of made me nervous. We've all seen the the new app that allows you to take a concept and it basically writes the story yeah. for you. And um, all of the lessons that we've known about fraudsters and, and phishing and the spamming and things like that, where we're looking for the misspellings. Well, with this chat, yes. whatever it's called, um, some of that is is going to change very quickly. So right. we need to be hyper vigilant about our emails and what we're clicking into, um, not sharing passwords online, making sure that all of that is safe and secure. Um, and if something were to happen, make sure that you know who to talk to at your financial institution. Um, we're never going to ask for that information when we call you. Right, right. That's some of the, I guess some of the things that just good advice and if you're if you're listening to this and you're not sure of what you might need to do from a cybersecurity standpoint look at our website we've got a lot of information out there tips to keep your accounts safe and to keep not just your centrus account safe but your other online accounts right. safe yeah. as a parent make sure that you know what your kids are doing online yeah scary yeah it is it doesn't matter what age you are right. i mean that's what we've talked about a lot on this show it's it's anywhere. And our children are on so many different apps mm-hmm. on so many different technology platforms. It's very easy to be caught up in the middle of that and think that it's, it's real mm-hmm. or not feel like, Oh, my, my financials are going to be taken care of. I don't need to worry. Or I can put my debit card anywhere or use right. my debit card anywhere right. and it can happen like that. And that to be that young to, to have that your personal information compromise, it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough to get through that. So at any age. Yeah, really. absolutely. Yeah. So we always like to wrap up our episode. Um, you know, the theme of the, the podcast is a penny or two for your thoughts. So we always like to ask our guests, you know, what should our members or our listeners walk away with and remember from this episode? What's, what's a penny or two for your thoughts, Don? Uh, just start the conversation. So talking to kids about money does not have to be hard. Uh, not talking about money sets them up for a future failure. And if you struggle with money concepts yourself, you're the parent that's like, where do I even start with this stuff? Come spend five or 10 minutes in the Centrist Financial Wellness Center on a topic you don't know much about. Um, find something there. It's easy to understand. It can help you become smarter about the money. It'll give you some ideas about where you can have those conversations with your family. Um, just start. Very good. Yeah. It'll be like the intro to family movie night. Okay, kids, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about for five minutes yes. a topic about finance. Yeah, mm-hmm. real quick. Super easy. It's dinner time conversation that's yeah. simple. Yes. yes. You know, exactly. Yeah. 
Don, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on the podcast and for all that you're doing for our community and for our members. Uh, for our listeners out there, if you have any financial topics you want to learn more about, you can email us at pennyforyourthoughts at centrusfcu.org and we'll find someone and maybe bribe them to come onto the show. You know, <laughs> sometimes cookies or pie might get them here. We owe Don a pie. We do. Uh, if you don't want to miss an episode, which we all know you don't, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and help other listeners find us by rating, reviewing, and sharing the latest episode. Be sure to follow Centris on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, or just check out our website at centrisfcu.org, where we have a really great blog full of good information. Thanks, Megan. If you want to chat with one of our amazing experts, just give us a call at 402-334-7000. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everyone. Ahura Media Production.